We are so excited today because we have evangelist, missionary, pastor, apostle, and prophet Charles Robinette with us. All five-fold ministry in one. Amen. This is an amazing individual. Amen. And I've been friends with him for a long time. And we have preached crusades overseas. He pastors in Vienna, Austria. He's supposed to be a missionary, just like I'm supposed to be a pastor. But we're both more missionaries, I think, than anything else. And the work that he does overseas and crusades and in America, he's one of the foremost faith uh, preachers and revivalists in our movement and uh, has a heart of gold, a beautiful family. We've had the privilege to be together on a lot of different occasions. And I have just always been amazed at how God uses this young man, because he's younger than me, and now everyone who's younger than me is young. You know how we become the standard of what's young and old. I was told the other day that 50 is the new 30. So somebody needs to tell Brother Chris Green that, that we had last week. (laughs) He's only 29 and thought 50 was old. I said, Brother, that was a great message, but the devil came upon you for a moment there. Amen. But we are excited to have all of you here, and we're excited to have our guests. Would you make Brother Charles Robinette from Vienna, Austria, would you make him feel welcome? We love you. God bless you. Well, come on. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? With all of your heart, would you praise the Lord and somebody shout, somebody shout, Unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the author, the finisher. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, come on, just a little bit more. There's such a spirit of victory in this place today. Why don't you shout? Why don't you shout? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you can feel the wave of the Spirit that's already striking this place from the front all the way to the back and from the left to the right. There's a wave of supernatural demonstration and power of the Spirit. If you have a shout left in you, would you just let that loose for a moment? If you got a shout, if you got faith, if there's something... Yandala Bashatala Bashi Yandala 
Shata. Oh. Why don't you look at your neighbor and just tell him, say, I'm fixing to unlock the supernatural in this room. Tell him, say, I'm getting ready to unlock miracles in this place. I'm getting ready to unlock a wave of the Spirit. I'm getting ready. Tell them, say, I'm going to unlock demonstration and power. You can just feel that the windows of heaven are opened up wide. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you have never been filled with the Holy Ghost and spoken with other tongues, you better start running from the door if you don't want it because you're going to get the Holy Ghost today. You're going to be filled with the power of God. That rain is going to fall. You can run for the door if you like, but you can't run from the Holy Ghost. It'll catch you before you get there. There's just something about what we're doing here this morning that just unlocks the supernatural in every church. What we're doing in this place right now, what we've begun to do already has just begun to break every chain. It's begun to unlock every prison door. It's begun to open up the windows of heaven. You can feel that supernatural rain that's just beginning. It's torrential, a torrential rain that's getting ready to fall in this place on every man, every Every woman, every child. Who? 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 Luke chapter six, verse thirty eight. I want you to look at your neighbor real quick and just tell him. Say, don't get nervous. Turn to your other neighbor and say, don't get nervous. God is here, she said. God is here. Don't get nervous. There are some keys, if you will. When you use the right keys, you just unlock everything supernatural. You don't have to get nervous about the keys. You don't have to start itching all over and thinking, well, here we go. 
No, don't do that. Don't let the devil play in your mind today. Don't let the devil tell you, here we go. This is just a church that talks about giving. Or this is a church that only worries about money. You Don't get nervous. Don't, don't get yourself all caught up in the world's opinion about things. I'm about to share with you a key that's going to cause the doors in this place to swing open wide. And every... Oh, man, something is getting ready to happen if you can get a hold of what I'm about to preach right now there's not enough seats in this place to hold the revival God's going to give you in the next six months You'll be putting chairs down the middle rows and down the aisles. You'll be filling chairs up in the altar. And your poor ushers will be picking them up for the altar call. Because when you get a hold of what I'm about to tell you. When this gets in your spirit. When you get this inside of your spirit. God can do anything. When you get this key in your spirit, there's no limitations, no boundaries, no opposition. It's just liberty. Look at your neighbor say, I want that kind of liberty. Tell them, say, I'm not afraid of anything. If it's in the book, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard that 42 is the new 12. And, uh... <laughs> uh, I just felt like I needed to say that. Luke chapter 6. And verse 38, the Bible said, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again and again. And again, and again, and again, and again. I want to preach for just a few moments. You know me. I'm not going to be up here very long. But I, uh, I want to simply preach this. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. One more time, would you just put your Bibles down and all over this place, would you clap your hands with all of your might and somebody shout with a voice of triumph. Oh, 
and do it a little bit more. Come on. You're unlocking something in the spirit right now. Go ahead and loose your faith. Let your praise declare your faith. Before you're seated, I want you to tell your neighbor. I want you to look them right in the eye, shake their hand, and tell them, say, you can't outgive God. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time? One more time, would you shout hallelujah? Would you shout again? Hallelujah! I just absolutely love God's economy. You would have to be an absolute fool not to love God's economy. God's economy is not like this world's economy. When you invest in this world's economy, you have no idea whether your investment is going to be good tomorrow. You don't know if at the end of the year, your earnings report is going to make you shout or cry. You have no idea if you'll have a roof over your head or if you'll be begging at the end of the year. But with God's economy, things are a little bit different. When you invest in the kingdom of God, there is just something supernatural and unexplainable that begins to happen. It makes no sense in the natural. You can't say, ah, now I understand. It's just something that happens in the spirit when you just begin to give by faith. When the spirit of giving gets a hold of somebody. When somebody begins to give by faith and with sacrifice and not simply out of their abundance. Something supernatural begins to happen. There's no way to explain it. There's no way to comprehend it. I remember being in Brazil just a few months ago, maybe Maybe two months ago, I don't remember, uh, maybe it was three months ago, but I, I remember being there and all of a sudden this, uh, in our, our Sunday evening service, Bishop, a, a spirit of giving got a hold of the crowd and there were thousands and thousands of people there, but people began to literally run to the front of the church and you have to understand, possessions in Brazil are not the same as possessions here 
They didn't have cars. They didn't have motorcycles. They didn't, they didn't have bank accounts. They didn't, there was nothing like that. But they began to literally run for the altar. And some people were taking off their ties and laying their ties in the offering basket. And some were taking off their only suit coats and laying them in the offering basket. Ladies were taking off their only pair of nice shoes and putting them in the offering. And I was watching the front row of the church and and off the front row there was this missionary family that was going to Angola and I looked down there and there was this three little girls that were a part of the missionary family and with tears streaming down their face they took the hair bows out of their hair and brought it to the altar and laid it in the offering Watch the little girl, she must have been about five years old, run back from the altar, go under her seat and pick up her only book and bring it and lay it in the offering. As that spirit of giving began to overtake the crowd, all of a sudden, this supernatural wave of the spirit began to fall from the back of that crowd of thousands all the way to the front. And with nobody laying hands on people, in a matter of seconds, over 250 people were instantly filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you cannot outgive God. When you start to give by faith, there is something supernatural that happens in the atmosphere. Nobody in that crowd was giving out of abundance. They didn't have a whole box of hair bows. They didn't have a whole closet full of suit coats. It was all that they had. God took notice of it. God saw how they were giving. It was like the, 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 the little widow's, the, that, that little, little piece that she dropped in the offering. And everybody around her was giving out of their abundance. They were, they were giving out of what was great in their accounts. But that one little widow gave all that she had. And in that sacrifice, there was God took notice of her. In that offering, God took notice. And he saw every need, every situation, every struggle, every battle. And when that giving of faith took place. I remember being with Brother Drake there in North Carolina. And uh, he's got a lot of guns. That's a cool guy. And uh, I was at his uh, church, and, and then we were having a missions conference. And in the middle of the missions conference, there was, there was this U.S. Marine. And, uh, man, something got a hold of him. And he, he just started shouting and spinning and speaking with other tongues. And he, after he got the Holy Ghost, he came running to the altar. And he said, he said listen, he said, I can't, I can't have this anymore. He said, I've got to be a part of God's miracle. He said, I've got 2,000 dollars hidden in the mattress of the barracks he said I've been saving for my favorite motorcycle 
He said, if you'll give me a minute, he said, I'm going to go all the way home. I'm going to get all that money out of my mattress. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to give it in this offering because I need to see revival more than I need a motorcycle. He went all the way home. Brother Drake and I were sitting in his office just waiting, just talking. And the office opened up. This man comes walking in, sets a bag of $2,000 on the desk. While he's talking to us, Brother Drake's cell phone rings. And it's, a, it's another soldier that just got notified that he was being deployed. He called and he said, look, I just got a deployment bonus. He said, yesterday I just bought this brand new motorcycle. He said, I'm getting on a plane in two hours. He said, I don't want to sell this. Brother Drake, do you know anybody who needs a motorcycle? Brother Drake said, I know somebody. He said, hold on. In that office, that young Marine began to shout and praise the Lord. Why? Because he realized you can't outgive God when you give by faith. When a spirit of giving gets a hold of you. When you give out of sacrifice and not out of abundance. God opens up the windows of heaven. Got this testimony from Brother Davy. Uh, I was doing their missions conference just uh, a couple years ago. As a matter of fact, I, I think I've done their missions conference for the last five years. But, but this was a testimony from two years ago. But he, he sent me this testimony and he said, he said, I don't know if you remember the man. He said, but his name is Richard. He said uh, he was saving for his college and had about 9,000 euro in the bank. In the mission service, he decided to take a leap of faith. Not abundance. He didn't have 27,000 and the Lord said give nine. He just decided to take a leap of faith. And he took that 9,000 out, put it in the offering. Could you imagine that? He said, I just figured what Richard said. He, just, he said, I just figured God could do something mightier with 9,000 than I could do. He said, I was willing to work every day if I had to, to pay off my college while I was attending. So he gave it. He said, he, Monday, he went into the, into the school office Brought with him a check for $138 so that he could pay a deposit on his college education. He said, the lady who was running the computer said, son, I don't understand this, but your bill is paid in full and there's also extra. She said, we owe you a check. She said, I can't comprehend this. That's God's economy. You can't understand God's economy. You can't, oh, come on somebody. You ought to get on your feet and praise the Lord. That's God's. He said that he was a junior. His college year was 9,000 euro. He was a junior. 
He said, uh, he said, well, then can I just go ahead and put this 138 on my senior year? The lady started punching on the computer. She said, I don't understand it either. She said, your senior year is paid in full. And we also owe you another check to reimburse you for extra payments. Are you understanding what I'm saying today? You cannot outgive God when that spirit of giving gets a hold of you. God ain't worried about your 9,000. God's not worried about your bank account. God wants to know do you trust Him? What do you love more? Do you love your education? Do you love your guns? Do you love your cars? Do you love. What do you love more? Let your neighbor say, don't worry. The Holy Ghost is going to fall. He sent me this other testimony. <laughs> it was amazing. He said, during this missions conference, uh, my wife and I felt led to give our paycheck in the offering. He said, we had not paid our rent. We'd not paid our utilities. We'd not paid our car payment. But we felt like the Lord said, do you trust me? He said, we gave, this is Brother Davey, Brother Davey uh, from Tampa. He said, they gave their entire paycheck for the entire month in that missions offering without paying any of their bills. He said, God, God not only made a way, he said, but the very next morning, they got a $10,000 check in the mail that was twice as much as the salary check that they had put in the offering. Then they decided to take matters into their own hands to call the credit card company to tell them they were going to have some problems paying their credit card bill this month. Called the credit card company. The lady said, you owe no bill. Your credit card's paid in full. So they gave a $5,000 check, got $10,000 back. Their credit card was paid in full. Then, on August 30th, they got a phone call. Their car was having problems. Somebody called them from the dealership and said, I don't know who really likes you, but somebody came in and gave us $25,000 cash to have you pick up a brand new car. In less than 30 Days, they had over $35,000 in miracles, over a $5,000 offering. I don't know if you're understanding me. You can't outgive God. It doesn't make sense. It's unexplainable. But when you take a leap of faith, Remember, I don't think it's been maybe my wife and I are missionaries. We don't own any businesses. We don't own any possessions. We have a She's for Christ car. It's not even our own car. 
can't even get a loan in Austria because we're not legal in Austria. That's a part of the miracle of God. You spend 10 years in a country illegally, you better have the hand of God on your life. Erase all of that. <laughs> As a matter of fact, just, hey, you know what? I have been to a country your pastor has not been to. I just felt led of the Spirit to leave that today, to leave that with you. I was so excited just uh, maybe... Uh, it was the, the 26th of December this year. We, we had to, every, thir- every 90 days, we have to leave the country of Austria and sneak over into Croatia so that we can get a stamp because it's one of the few nations left that allows, um, illegally allows stamps to those who are living illegally in the EU. And so we, um, we drive over there every 90 days to get a stamp in our passport. Well, we drove all the way down the coast, down to Dubrovnik, and we rented a car so it would look like we were tourists and packed it up with bags like it looked like we were staying for just like you know normal Americans look when they travel around the world and and so we packed it up and uh, got through the border and we just decided you know what we're over here let's go to Albania doesn't that sound like your pastor the first thought in my mind was I bet brother Myers hasn't been to Albania I was so excited to, to get a, an Albania stamp in my passport. It was awesome. But it was kind of interesting because I don't know if you know anything about Albania, but it's 80% Muslim. And, and so we get to the border, and uh, we must have been the only Americans trying to get into Albania. And uh, the, the border control agent took our passports, and he said, what are you doing? And uh, I said, well, we just want to go see some, a castle, and we want to go down the coast. And he said, do you even know where you are? I said, yes, we're going to Albania. He said, you know what you need to do? He said, why don't you just go to the little town right across the border and leave right away? He said, I think that would be safer for you. And so that's what we did, which qualifies to get a stamp, which qualified for me to have one country your pastor doesn't have. (laughs) What was I talking about when I got all (laughs) self-absorbed? I got self-absorbed and forgot what I was talking about. Ah, the miracle of God. The miracle of God. You can't outgive God. It's been 10 years now that my wife and I, and I, I'm only telling you this because I want you to understand, I'm not talking about something that we don't practice, but there has not been a year in 10 years since that one offering that Brother um, uh, Willoughby, when, when he took that offering up at General Conference and he wrote that check for 10000 and laid it on the platform, it was the first million dollar offering we'd taken as a miracle. And I, I was on the platform that day. They had some missionaries on the platform and my wife was way up in the nosebleed section of the stadium and the Lord was moving on my heart and said said you need to give 10,000 right now now we didn't have 200 in the bank 
So I, I wrote a little note, and it said, if you'll give me a few days, I'll figure out how to come up with 10,000, but I want to be a part of this miracle, Charles Robinette. I got my cell phone out on the platform, was trying desperately to call my wife to find out if she was feeling the same thing. She had her cell phone out and was trying to call me to tell me she was not feeling the same thing. We couldn't get a hold of each other because we were both trying to call each other. And you know how it is with men. Because I couldn't get a hold of her, I assumed that I understood her. I just knew God had stirred her heart also. And she was ready to give sacrificially what we did not have. So I walked to that platform area and down into that altar tears streaming down my face and laid down a pledge for 10,000 and my wife came out of the nosebleed section with tears streaming down her face because we gave 10,000 we stood at that altar weeping for two completely different reasons I was excited to be a part of the miracle and she was terrified of the miracle and we didn't get out of that altar. Pastor Myers, we, we were weeping there at that altar, turned around and walked away from that pledge we had made. As we walked away from the altar, a pastor we didn't even know walked up to us and put a check in my pocket. We got out into the parking lot, opened up that check. It was for $10,000. You can never outgive God. When you say, Lord, I hear what you're saying. I don't want to be a part of those that just give out of abundance. I want to give all that I have because I want to be a part of your end time miracle. Well, that was about 10 years ago. My wife and I have not done anything less than 10,000 since that one miracle, since we saw what God could do. Well, every year now we've given at least 21,000 to missions over the last 10 years. Above our tithes, above our offering. You say, how does a missionary do it? It makes no sense at all. You can't outgive God. When the spirit of giving gets a hold of somebody, borders open up for you. And you might be living in a country illegally. Listen, my daughters are in an international school that requires proof of uh, residency to attend. Do you know for the last five years they've asked me for that residency proof? And every year I say to them, I'm working on it. And every year they just forget about it. You say, well, what does that have to do with giving? It has everything to do with giving. When you give by faith, it'll affect your family. It'll affect your ministry. It'll affect your finances. It'll affect your job. It'll affect your church. It'll affect your city. It'll affect your nation. Somebody get on your feet and clap your hands and shout.
Last year, last year, I was sitting in the uh, in the sanctuary at General Conference. The Lord spoke to me and said, "It's time to give again." And so I I literally wrote a note for ten thousand, and I said, I said on the note, Charles Robinette. I'm, God's going to meet this. Here's ten thousand. Uh, uh, just bill me, and and uh, I uh, put it in that offering. And uh, um, as I was getting ready to put it in the offering, the Lord said, "You've been doing this for nine years. You know I can do better than that." Went back and I scratched it out and I put eleven thousand. <laughs> I started walking to that bag again, and the Lord spoke again and said, I think you know I can do better than that, too. And so I, I scratched through it, and I put 12000 And I started walking to that altar, and the, the Lord spoke to me and said, I think we can do better than that. And so I went back again to my seat and scratched it out and put 12500 You know, I'm growing in faith. <laughs> put it in, and... I didn't get a check right away, Brother Myers. Uh-uh, I didn't. Matter of fact, it was about two months later. I was sitting in Vienna, Austria, and I was sitting at my desk, and I was opening my Global Missions mail packet, and the first letter in the packet was a letter from Brother Howell that said, you owe me 12500 And uh, I was sitting there at that desk, and I put down my head, and I began to pray. And I said, now, Lord, I said, over 10 years, you have met every promise I've ever made. I said, you cannot fail me now. I said, I know you're going to meet this need. I put that letter down. I opened up the next letter in that mail packet. It was a letter from a pastor in North America, and it was a check for $12,500. can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. I remember, is it okay if I tell another testimony or two and then I'll wrap up? I'll be done, okay? Um, but I, I remember uh, when CalCal, uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah was little and we were in Texas on deputation in Sugarland, Texas and she was eight. She was, no, seven years old because she got the Holy Ghost that night and, and um, we were driving through Sugarland, Texas and Brother Sayers called me from Geneva, Switzerland and he said, he said, we've got um, uh, young people that need to go to camp but we, we need 500 euro to send them to camp and I, I was on the phone with Brother Sayers and I said, you put those camp applications in my wife and I will pay for your kids to go to camp. I said, we want everybody in Switzerland to go. If they need 500 euro, we'll come up with it. I hung up the phone. My wife looked over at me and she said, baby, she said, when are we going to stop giving like this? She said, you know, she said, we are, we are at our max. I said, don't worry, darling. I said, God's going to handle this. We were about 30 minutes from the hotel. We got at the hotel we were staying at. We walked in the doors of the hotel. We had picked up a sandwich for the girls. We went on the patio of the hotel to eat their sandwich with them. And uh, as we sat down, a man got out of his truck, walked over to where we were sitting. He said, you're the missionaries I've been waiting for. I said, sir? He said, he said you're a missionary, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, you made a pledge that you need God to, to meet, right? I said, yes, yes, I did. He said, hold on a minute. He went back to his truck and came back with 500 euro bills. 
the middle of Sugarland, Texas. He said, I know that you knew God was going to do it. He said, but I'm giving you euro just so that you're sure. Sugarland, Texas, five 100 euro bills. He starts to walk away. He comes back to me. He said, you also need about $5,000, don't you? I said, yes, we have some evangelism needs in our field. He said, hold on a minute. He said, God doesn't work one for one. He said, God always blesses sacrifice. He goes back to his truck and brings back a bag with $5,000 cash. Gets in his truck and drives away. I don't know who he was, where he was from. I've never seen the man before. I didn't know the man, but I do know this for sure. You cannot outgive God. I, oh, hallelujah. I've come to tell somebody right now. God is waiting to see. Can you give not out of abundance, but out of sacrifice and out of faith? Stand with me today. We got to church that night. My little seven-year-old daughter, very shy. You guys know the story. I won't tell you again. That little seven-year-old daughter came running to the altar. God filled her with the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues. She got baptized in Jesus' name that night in Sugarland, Texas. That outpouring of the Spirit broke loose because somebody got an understanding that you cannot ever outgive God. I know. I know. This is one of the greatest giving churches I've ever been in in my life. Matter of fact, my wife and I and our children are indebted to this church. The blessings you have been to us. Um, uh, for the last 10 years, you have invested into Austria, Germany, Liechtenstein, Switzerland. And not just money, but your people and your children and your sons and your daughters at unaim and in missions. And Bishop, your pastor. Richie, family, the my buddy, Brother Tyler. We have been the recipients the sacrifice of this church. I'll tell you what the Lord, the Lord woke me up today at about 6 a.m. The Lord spoke to me and said, I'm getting ready to unlock the demonstration of the Spirit in this church. And if a spirit of giving can get a hold of them, there will be no limitations to the outpouring of the Spirit, the working of faith, the working of miracles, the gifts of healing. The Lord spoke to me and said, I'm going to unlock a supernatural demonstration that comes on the, oh, that comes as people begin to give by faith. I know you already gave an offering today. It was your monthly commitment that you already made, and I saw your pledge. What an amazing church. 
God's getting ready to do something at a whole new level. Some of us in this place gave out of abundance. We gave what we could give. Some gave by faith. We gave what we couldn't give. But all of us in this room right now, God is speaking to you to give a little bit more today. Maybe you don't have cash on you today, but maybe you got a motorcycle sitting in your garage that the Lord is speaking to you right now. You could just sell and say, I need revival around the globe. I need, I need this to go around the world right now. I need whatever I can get for this. I want to give it to the kingdom. Maybe it's something you've been saving for something special. I could tell you testimonies all day long. Sister Robinette and I live by faith. We give by faith. Our little missions church in Vienna, Austria. Two years ago, they gave 42,000 euro to missions. This year, we gave 75,000 euro to missions. And this 2017, our goal is 100,000 euro to missions. My wife and I are going to be a part of that miracle. I feel like the Lord is speaking to somebody here today to go a little bit further. To unlock the supernatural by unlocking your faith and giving by faith. I want you to lift up your hands all over this place if you will. And somebody just say, speak to me, Lord. Don't be afraid to say that. Go ahead and talk to the Lord. Say, God, I'm listening. I don't want, I, I, I want to trust you. I want to give by faith. I want to give sacrificially. I know I can't outgive you, God. I believe our ushers, if you have those great globes, I want to use those again. I want you to come and just gather around this altar. I want you to listen to me. What we're about to do is going to unlock the supernatural. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I want to be a part of that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Be a part of that. Maybe you've got cash. You know, I remember being in Malawi. Watching the Malawian people give. I was going to have a video for you today to show you that. But I, I couldn't figure out how to get on the internet. And so I was going to email it over here to these cool sound people and have you see that but um, I 
it was really amazing. The, the Malawian people, everybody just hold on a minute. Don't bring anything else. Just wait. If you'll just wait one minute. Because the Lord is still dealing with people. I want everybody to come at the same time because we're going to have a move of the Spirit when it happens. Okay? I remember in Malawi, as the Spirit of giving began to break out, and Pastor, you've seen this so many times, but... But you know, Malawans, they don't have anything. They don't have a home. They don't have a car. They don't, so they carry their possessions with them. Pots, pans, glasses. They're, they carry all the kwacha that they have in their pockets. They carry it with them. And you, you, it's just amazing to watch what God will do as, as those people begin to flood the altar. And they take off their watches. They lay their cell phones. They, they give their, what, whatever they have, they just give it. Every ounce of their possessions they give by faith. And I remember two years ago when that giving by faith began to break loose. And literally, our, our bus driver, who didn't even have the Holy Ghost, got so moved on to give by faith that he just started taking his cell phone, his watch, his tie, his, his dress coat, his Avis dress coat. Came and laid it in the altar. The moment that it hit the altar, he fell on his knees and started speaking with other tongues. We baptized him that day and hundreds other of others in Lake Malawi in the only saving name of Jesus. But when that spirit of giving hit that place, that soccer field, huh, hundreds were instantly filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't know what you've got today that you can give. Maybe you don't have anything with you, but you could write on a piece of paper your name and a pledge that you're going to make. Give me, give me a couple weeks. I'll figure out how to do this. God wants everybody in this church to be a part of his miracle. How many of you want to be a part of this miracle today? You want to be a part of that? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to get together with your wife, your family, whatever. But I want you to say, what can we give by faith? What can we do right now? If you have to get a piece of paper, ushers, is there a way that we can help facilitate this? Do we have envelopes or something they could write on to say you know what I don't have it today but I can have it by next Sunday or the give me 30 days I'll have it by then pastor is that okay this is a one time sacrificial supernatural offering a one time supernatural we're going to prove God we're going to prove him we can't outgive him I have never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed beg bread. When we give by faith, if you need an envelope, just lift up your hand. If you, don't, if you need to write something down, these ushers are here to help right now. Just, just lift your hand, they'll, they'll give you an envelope. Hallelujah. Is this okay today? Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and take a moment. Write it down on that envelope. Get whatever you can out of your wallet, your purse. You're going you're gonna to sow. You're going to sow. Into God's field. You're going to send something beyond you. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, this is going to unlock something supernatural. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you lift up your hands one more time with me? And all over this place, would you let your voice loose? Somebody call on the name of Jesus. Come on as loud as you can. Would you shout unto the Lord? Now from all over this place I want you to come and fill up these globes I want you to come and give a sacrificial offering And as you come I want you to just fill the altar And lift up your hands And begin to thank the Lord for what He's going to do Would you do that right now? All over this place In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on and fill the altar. Would you come from the back all the way to the front? Everybody come and just lift up your hands by faith. Begin to call on the name of the Lord. 